0: Hey y'all, I'm Joe Tower and you're listening to Tales of Male Folly, a storytelling podcast. Each episode we bring you one new story, recorded in front of a live audience at our bi-monthly show at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles. The show lineup is four dudes, all dudes, telling stories about how the feudal nature of being dudes once got them into trouble. I'm the host, and if you're ever in the LA area, you can check out our Facebook page. www.facebook.com slash tales of male folly for upcoming event dates and times or our Tumblr blog, talesofmalefolly.tumblr.com. You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. Also, if you have a story to tell and you'd like to tell it in spoken or written form, contact us at talesofmalefolly at gmail.com. Okay, on with the folly. Episode number three here, for your enjoyment. Also recorded May 24th, 2016 at the Virgil in Los Angeles, in which I mispronounced the storyteller's name while I'm introducing him, a dude who I have known for a couple years. Brandon Sornberger is, if nothing else, one of the hardest working guys I know. But he's also not nothing else. In addition to being a prolific actor in TV and film, he's a regular improv and sketch performer at I.O. and UCB, and, like me, also manages a bar, which figures prominently into the story he told our live audience. As you'll hear, you sort of live a double life when you work in the bar industry. The lives you lead before and after last call. And sometimes, one life can catch up with the other. Then, well, shit. Thanks for listening.
2: Uh, my name is Brandon Sornberger. I'm not uh, changing the pronunciation. Uh, I am. I'm correcting you. and am trying to be nice about it, but you fuck up my name. Um... Uh, I live kind of like Ben Stiller in Permanent Midnight. Uh, The main difference being that I don't have the courage to shoot heroin. Uh, For those of you guys who haven't seen the movie, Stiller plays real-life TV writer Jerry Stahl, who wrote for 30-something Moonlighting and ALF. Uh, And Jerry would spend his days living very healthily with intense exercise and wheatgrass shots and his nights attempting to undo any good by slamming heroin and smoking crack. Um, Myself, I am the sanitized network version of Dairy Stall. I'm more like Breaking Bad on ABC. Uh, I do a lot of protein shakes and salad by day and then copious amounts of booze by night. Uh, It's probably for the best that I don't have elf money to afford smack. Um, Here's a clearer picture. I drink hard. I have worked in the bar business for 15 years, and as anyone who can do that can attest, I have developed a tolerance that is not commensurate with my body size. Six nights a week I drink. Six. For six nights I attempt to stick with beer, but almost always end up with whiskey, usually bourbon, now rye. I smoke cigarettes. I smoke weed. But after midnight, it is just for net. It's important to have rules, okay? Only people with real problems do not set limits. But like a good lapsed Catholic, after eight restless hours of sleep, I must atone for my drinking sins. So I also work out hard. I run, not far, but I run six miles every day. Uh, but if I smoke the night before, I add one, uh, one mile for each cigarette. So there are plenty of Sundays when I am running 14 miles uh, trying to get rid of lung damage by uh, baptizing it in, in Los Angeles air. Uh, Now these runs, they always start out terrible, Uh, just like the first shot of the night, they burn, but I persevere because I'm young, or at least at one point I was. Uh, And I think most people probably dry heave while working out. Um, At least if you care about your health, you do. Well, let's welcome you to two months ago. I get up after an excessive but not unusual night. I'm pale and kind of dizzy. But I kiss my wife, I tell her I'm just going six today, and then I'm out the door, shirtless. Now, I'm not particularly cut, mind you, but I do have a vision of my youth. And in that vision, I had abs. So many wonderful abs. um, And I can't pass up the chance for attention, so I leave topless and in denial about my appearance. I need to run so that night I can drink again. Uh, I struggle through my neighborhood, past my target, booze, sweat, burning my eyes. Slowly my joints loosen I find my rhythm. At the three-mile turnaround, I sneer at this old man who's always there drinking Miller High Life Tallboys under the 405 overpass. Gross. That is a man with a drinking problem. (laughs) Not me, though. I fly through mile four, then five, and I feel great. At least not terrible, which I have come to define as great. Plus, I'm listening to the TED Radio Hour, exercising my mind and body. I'm a renaissance man. I am a golden god. (laughs) But at mile five, fuck, something is not right. It's not the usual dizziness. I'm more than used to that. This is something intestinal. My stomach is not happy. Look, this is good. This is learning. This just means that next time I don't need to have that third shot of Russell Reserve 6 here. It's garbage rye anyway. Just keep going. You are so close to home. But with each stride, my intestines challenge the strength of my butthole. Okay. Okay, I'll slow down. I'll walk just a few steps. It'll still be a good workout, Brandon. You can still party tonight, Brandon. Don't worry. Breathe. You can conquer this. It's like fighting off puking from booze. Just so you guys know, that is all mental. Breathe. Focus. You own you. Just do not fart. I mean, that's what you do most of the time, right? Not fart. So just be you most of the time. <laughs> a few more steps, clench, and thank God there's a Carl's Jr. on the right. This only time I've ever thought this about a Carl's Jr. Just casually you walk in, you ask for the bathroom key, they make you order something, fine, get some fries, eat one, throw the rest away. This is almost too perfect. But of course, I'm a fucking idiot, why didn't you bring a shirt? They're not going to let you in. You ego-driven, delusional drunk. I hope it was worth it. I hope it was worth oppressing no one, showing off your grain chest hair and your bloated stomach. There are faster ways to the grave than vanity and alcohol, you asshole. Well, wow, that that got dark quick. Nothing like the fear of crapping yourself in public to make one cranky, but look at all these people casually walking and driving without a poop-related care in the world. Do you think you're better than me? Fuck you, I will never die. Okay, arguable, but everybody shits and you are about to. No, people with problems shit themselves. You are 200 yards from home, two football fields. Imagine a world in which you are strong enough to play football. You are still a golden god with a golden asshole, so clench that gold butt and breathe. Squeeze. Who's the boss? You're the boss. Who's the boss? You're the boss. And there is your porch, free at last. Honestly, guys, it was almost too easy. I can't wait to celebrate later. Maybe I'm going to open that last can of Heady Topper. It's a super rare IPA I drag my wife all over Vermont to buy. She's great. I mean, luckily she puts up with this, with me. I'm going to one day stop drinking so much for her. Not tonight, but someday. I turn onto my street. Why, hello, neighbors, watering your lungs, fixing your gutters, you plebs. I have returned from my glorious run, once again cheated death, while you have done nothing with your basic lives. Excuse me while I grab my key, and where the fuck is my key? I can't, I can't, why? I can't lose control over my body in front of these people who I need to feel superior to. I have this under control. Julie, unlock the fucking door! Or don't. Because now, as my neighbors take pause from their lawns and gutters, I pinch the bottom of the shorts to my legs and voluminously shit into what is now a wickable colostomy bag. (laughs) Twenty solid seconds of a great outpouring of stinking pride. And do I detect a hint of Australian hops? How fancy. In case anyone wasn't sure what I had done, in case my status in the neighborhood, in which my wife and I are the only white residents, a fact that I'm not sure is relevant, other than I hope it made at least one witness think white people be pooping themselves. In case my reputation remained untainted, once Julian locks the door, I yell, it's too late, I already shit my pants. This to the woman who I hope will forever find me attractive. This in front of the neighbors I hope will invite me to their barbecues. This in front of me, who thinks he can keep up the charade of excess and exercise forever. It's tough to be in denial when you've lost all bowel control. I duck walk through my living room, my German shepherd pressing her nose deeply into my backside. <laughs> What's this? Daddy brought home liquid treats. Way to put a positive spin on it, Lucy. Into the shower, fully clothed, I go, pulling out handfuls of hot, fragrant accent from shorts I overpaid for. Cleaning sewage off my spider vein calves. This feels and smells like the bottom. But hold, bra- hold on, Brandon. That is loser talk. Scrub, clean, make yourself whole again. Then style your hair and put on a dry, clean shirt. Double bag those ruined shorts and throw them in the dumpster. Rid yourself of every ev- any evidence. This is fine. You're fine. Better than fine, actually. You did 40 miles this week. People with problems don't run 40 miles. Bukowski never ran a marathon. You got this. Now go to the garage and get yourself a beer. Something classy and expensive. Something drunks can't afford. You've earned it. Just have one. Maybe two. No more than three. Hell, drink them all. And get up tomorrow, put on new shorts, and once again, attempt to run away from your past. Thank you. Postscript, before
0: we close out the episode for today, I also want to add that Brandon maintains a blog at brandonsornberger.tumblr.com, where he posts conversations with the son he'll never have. My wife and I talk about his blog posts all the time. It's honestly one of the most hilarious things you'll ever read, and you should totally check it out. Our live show, Tales of Male Folly, is performed every other month at the Virgil Bar in Los Angeles at 5419 Santa Monica Boulevard. It's produced and hosted by me, Joe Tower, and all promotional materials designed by Alex Gurdett. Our podcast, Tales of Male Folly, will be released twice a month, featuring one story per episode. It's hosted and produced by, again, me, Joe Tower, and executive produced and edited by Brian Weiss. Thanks for listening.
1: Hold up.